The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to the Pirate Radio Podcast, featuring special guests discussing a wide range of topics and personal stories. The Pirate Radio Podcast is presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Nothing tastes quite like it. Visit WhiteClaw.com today. White Claw Hard Seltzer, proudly distributed by Coastal Beverage. Please drink responsibly. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studio, here's Shirley Rhodes. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pirate Radio Podcast, featuring the voice Jeff Charles and ECU great Leonard Henry. The Pirate Radio Podcast is brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer. On today's podcast, The Voice will have a great discussion with Leonard on his days at East Carolina and, of course, what he's up to now. Sit back and relax. Today's Pirate Radio Podcast, presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer, starts right now. Leonard Henry is one of the all-time great pirates. He is the second all-time leading rusher in pirate football history with 3,089 yards. He ran for 29 touchdowns. He made 54 receptions including three TD grabs. The Clinton native played for the Pirates 1998 to 2001. He was a third-team All-America selection and went on to a career in the National Football League. He joins us now from his hometown of Clinton, where these days he is Reverend Leonard Henry, pastor of First Baptist Church. It's been a long time, Leonard. Welcome to Pirate Radio. How have you been? I've been good. Hello, Pirate Nation. Thank you, uh, Jeff Charles. You've always been uh, a true, true, true friend um, in my life, and all has been well here in Clinton. Um, We've been doing the work of the Lord, serving the community, of course, doing the best that we can do. But again, it's just feel good to talk to some Pirate Nation. Well, you're right. We're going to have the opportunity to do that on the program. Let's start with your life today then, uh, Leonard, and then we'll talk a lot about your football career, obviously. But tell us about the ministry and how you got involved in the ministry. Well, God um, had a great call in my life. I didn't know uh, where my life was going when I was done playing with the NFL, you know, Miami. Dolphins released me and I bounced around a few teams here and there. And once that journey was over, um, I didn't really know what God was doing. I knew that he was going to use me. Um, I didn't know he would use me in such an awesome way. I've always prayed to be a difference maker. Um, I just wanted to make a difference in people's life like Jesus has made in my life. So as I began this journey with Christ, um, things just began to open up and he just literally began to um, expand my territory. Um, that where I am here now, the pastor, and I've been here for three years. Um, this is my hometown, Clinton, and this church here, I've known this church all of my life. And um, I am the first local, this church is 153 plus years old. I'm the first local pastor um, that is from here, uh, the pastor of this church here. And it's just been beautiful. In fact, uh, when we get done with this interview here today, uh, we're going out to, I go out to our food pantry and on Wednesdays, we serve the community and we serve over um, 150 uh, plus boxes of food with meat, um, dry food um, process. We do that every Wednesday. And Jeff and Pirate Nation, I love to serve because if you are a follower of Christ, that's what Jesus came to do is to serve. So it's a great opportunity for us. Yeah, that's a wonderful, wonderful thing you're doing there, Leonard. Is it special to be the pastor in your hometown at the church, I guess, that uh, you grew up in? It is so special. Um, knowing that the people know me and many of the people um, have followed my life, they've also followed my career. So we have established that relationship. But now to see that uh, the change that have taken place in my life is a beautiful thing. And many people see that. I was in the store this morning 
And um, a young lady that I had went to school with and knowing her all my life, she just out of the blue asked me what time um, do we have service? And I told her what time we had service and she said she may get up to come. And I thought about that. I said, I've known her all my life. She's known me all of my life. And now she is coming to possibly church simply because she believes in the God that's living in me. And I thought that was kind of cool to have that relationship being a local guy and people know me. No doubt. Tell us a little bit about the church, First Baptist Church. You mentioned it's been around for a long time in Clinton, but tell us about some of the other things that you're involved with there at the church. Uh, We are connected with our school systems, which is Clinton City Schools, the same school system that I went with or I went to. Uh, We're heavily involved in doing outreach activities for them. We all know that the school right now is going through a transformation. We're trying to make sure our young men and young women get their education. Uh, we have an outreach uh, food pantry that reaches the whole county, Sampson County. So we're constantly uh, uh, getting food from the Second Harvest Food Bank. Um, again, we do this every week. So we, we do it every week. Um, also, we're collaborating with other churches in the community to try to serve this community. Uh, we are a, a, a traditional church. I'm a good, 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 good body of uh, people. The cool thing is many of the members of our church taught me when I was in school. So I've had to change my way of speaking because I've always known them as Mr. or Mrs. And I still do from time to time call them Mr. or Mrs. But many of the teachers that taught me in school are now members of this church and I am their pastor. And I think that's kind of cool. At the same time, I think it's funny because I look at them sometimes and I ask them, did you ever see me doing this? And they said, no, Leonard, we never saw you. We knew football, but we never knew that God was going to do this. But we are excited uh, for you to be our pastor. We're visiting with Leonard Henry, former Pirate Great, and now he's doing great work uh, in the church in Clinton. I've always wanted to ask a pastor this question, Leonard, about coming up with ideas for your sermon each and every Sunday. I know I write a lot of things, and I'm always kind of racking my brain to come up with new material and new stuff. Tell us uh, what a week is like for you as far as preparing a sermon and how much work goes into it and how you have to be creative every week to have a great message. Well, number one, I depend on my prayer life. Um, I'm always constantly praying. Um, I don't have a prayer time. I just got a prayer life. You know, I look at Jesus. He was a model example of always constantly praying. And through my prayer life, um, things happen. Mondays are my days off. But to be honest, Jeff, uh, a pastor is never off, you know, because he's constantly engaged into the the body, uh, finding out someone is sick, uh, finding out someone nowadays obviously got COVID, finding out someone has died. So there's never a day off. Throughout the week, um, I am studying, I'm praying, and, and things pop up. When I say things pop up, a lot of times um, just current situations come about throughout your day, throughout the week. And I'll take that current situation or I'll take that uh, uh, phrase that somebody has said, I'll take it and I'll go to the Bible and maybe find the story that can kind of relate to it. Because at the end of the day, everybody is wanting to know, as the preacher is preaching, what he or she is saying, how does it relate to my life? Preacher, I want to know what you're saying. How can it fit my life? So I try to be a simple uh, preacher with my sermons and try to make sure that they are relatable, um, that they are modern at the same time, taking it from the word of God and explaining it to people so that Jesus can be, of course, glorified and magnified in it. So it's it's a process of just going throughout the day, going throughout the week. A thought uh, will come across my mind. 
And I'll take that thought and I'll pray over it for a couple of days, go to the Bible and see possibly what that thought uh, may say about it in the Bible, and then just trust God with the rest. Leonard, you must have grown up in a home that uh, put uh, religion really at the top of the list. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that, growing up in Clinton and where your love for the Lord came from, probably as a little kid. Yes, my mom and my dad, uh, they raised me up in the church. Um, I knew Christ as a young man, obviously, growing up in the community here. Church was a part of our life. You know, you have football here in Clinton on Friday nights. Um, Saturdays, we would... Uh, just relax as a family, but come Sunday morning, we would get up and we would go to church. And so my parents at an early age introduced me to church and the things of church, and they introduced me to Christ and the things of God. Now, I had to grow up myself, and I myself had to um, walk in those things, and I had to find my own way with Christ. And and those things were pretty cool because what really was a turning point in my life is that um, I'd gotten to a point where uh, when I was playing professional football, obviously all those material things just was not satisfying me. I knew that there was something greater out there. And Jeff, one day I just cried out and asked God to forgive me of my mistakes and my sins and asked Jesus to come and live in me. And he did. And I felt the greatest I had ever felt in the world. At the time, I was my second year with Miami. And um, I was going through that transition part when Ricky Williams had just um, got, you know, got in his situation. So Ricky had left. And the running back position was now wide open. And I had just given my life to Christ. And um, I go to camp and I'm excited. And all of a sudden I get hurt. And then when I get hurt, I just said, God, where are you? And he just just, just showed his love toward me. And uh, I'll never forget 2003 that year. It really, really, really changed my life. Though. So that's some of the things in the way that I was kind of brought up in the Lord and in church. We're visiting with Leonard Henry, and Leonard, let's talk now about the gridiron. And I uh, just uh, recited your stats at the beginning of this visit, the terrific right at the top of so many categories in the history of ECU football. But as you look back on those days in Greenville and playing for the Pirates, what are some of your fondest memories of putting on the purple and gold? Oh, my God, game day. Oh, just when we would leave the hotel that morning and we're pulling up um, – up to down in Figlin Stadium, and we just see all of the fans out there tailgating. You know, for four years, we sat on the bus, and this is what we would say driving in. Everybody was so ready to graduate because we were like, man, I just want to tailgate and see what it feels like. That's all we wanted to do driving in. We just wanted to tailgate because the Pirate fans, we just we get different when we tailgate. It's very passionate. Um, you can just feel the energy when we rolled in and we saw the people putting up their hands and cheering for us. Um, and it was just something special. I mean, just something special. I have, um, obviously, Clinton High School was my, my hometown, obviously, the Miami Dolphins, but there was nothing like pulling up the Downey Thickland Stadium and seeing those Pirate fans out there tailgate and seeing them cheer Earth on as we step off the bus. <laughs> uh, that's, that's my fondest memory. And I, I get goosebumps just thinking about it now. And it's been 20 some years, man, but it's just that passionate um, excitement that the Pirate Nation just brings. Uh, when they see their team pull in, no matter what we went through last year or no matter what we went through last week, if we lost the game or if we having a tough season, when we pulled up there, they made us just so proud to put on that purple and gold. Well, you played, of course, for Coach Steve Logan, the winningest coach in the history of Pirate football uh, back in the day, Leonard. Uh, what was it like being around Coach Logan and what was it like playing in his program? 
I am just tickled to death and honored that Coach Logan will give me an opportunity. Obviously, first thing Coach Logan promised me that if I go to class, Leonard, you will get a degree. And, you know, he didn't know what would happen with football. And when he gave me that opportunity, I took the best um, and I ran with it. Coach Logan was the kind of coach, he was tough on us. I mean, he made sure that we were in mental shape, not so much physical. Of course, Jeff Connors would do that. And that is my, that's my heart and soul right there. Cause that man has made me to be the man that I am today. So Coach Connors is, is always near and dear to my heart. But Coach Logan wanted us to be mentally strong because we all know the game of football is a mental game. Um, yes, you do have the physical parts of it, but the mental part, you know, being able to um, flush a play, you know, you're going to make a mistake, but get rid of it. You have to have a short memory. Um, you have to also look at your opponent and know when your opponent is weak. And when he is weak, you have to seize that moment and you have to be mentally tough to overcome all the things that takes place in a football game. So Coach Logan uh, really did a wonderful job of putting together a lot of great talent that was around us and um, getting the best out of that local talent. And I have to emphasize the word local because a lot of us were just uh, from North Carolina. Uh, we were from the same, we played against one another in high school and played against one another in East-West All-Star games. And so it's kind of cool just to see that local talent come together talk about local talent clinton is not the biggest town in the world but you talk about a football tradition and great players who have played for the dark horses over the years and leonard i think it was just a few years ago all you guys came back together and you had a celebration during a high school game Uh, what was that like for you and tell us about some of the other great players that have come out of clinton Oh man, that was that was an awesome time. First of all, it was awesome because um, most of the time that is always done at the colleges that we all went to. But for it to be done at our local high school, which means where everything started, like before uh, Pirate Nation knew Leonard Henry, um, Clinton High School, and Clinton knew who I was. So it was beautiful to see Willie Parker there, um, and we all know Willie's great career. Jairus McPhail, uh, Jairus is a pirate as well. We know his career. Uh, Ronnie Dixon, Ronnie Dixon played for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I mean, it was just beautiful to get all of us there one night um, and to just celebrate that local small town um, talent that we all shared that same field, that same locker room, the same coach. Bob Lewis coached all of us. And so uh, it was beautiful to be a part of that special night and fan. Um, and our children got a chance to see that. So it was something special. As we talk about teammates, let's talk about some of your teammates uh, when you were playing at ECU, Leonard. Who were some of the guys you were close to, and do you still stay in touch with some of those guys today? Yes, I do. Um, in fact, we're all, you know, through Facebook, through social media, allows all of us to keep in touch with one another. Um, Antoine Yeverton. Phoenix Evans, um, John Williams, Dale Simmons, uh, David Gerard, Jamie Wilson. Uh, we all, uh, I believe the first game of the year when, the, when we played East Carolina, played Appalachian State, everybody posted um, a picture of themselves playing at East Carolina. And it was kind of cool that all of us were getting all these comments and everybody was just finding a picture, whether you ran, whether you blocked, or whether you were standing on the sideline. And it's almost like it was a fraternity thing because that's kind of how we have looked at this, that we're in the football fraternity at East Carolina and we're brothers for life. Yeah, Uh, Absolutely nothing will separate us. Uh, We're so knitted together that 
when one is down, all of us are coming together to pick each other up like that. And so, uh, but we stay in touch through social media, uh, which is a great platform for all of us to just connect, uh, whether it be through sharing our kids' uh, um, accomplishments. Uh, many of us have kids now, um, and our kids are playing. And so everyone, at Terrence Copper the other day, I think one of his uh, child children, uh, I think he's training him. So it's, it's just cool to see this, um, that everybody is still um, heavily involved into active sports. You have the great career at ECU, and then you're a seventh-round pick of the Miami Dolphins. Let's talk about your NFL career now for a moment, your pro football career, Leonard. Walk us through that, what it was like to be drafted and then getting into camp and, and playing for the Dolphins as you did. Well, the, the day that I got drafted, um, back in those days, and I hate to say that because it sounds like I'm super old, but it was just a few years ago, the draft was two days. It was a Saturday and a Sunday. And so um, I was getting phone calls in reference to possibly going that Saturday. And, of course, nothing happened. So when I woke up that Sunday morning, my agent said, we believe today will be the day. And so, you know, you get prepared. And, again, you've had several phone calls from different GM, general managers, and, and, and they would say one thing, but then you look on television and there goes that team and they've chosen someone else. So you get a little disappointed. So when the Dolphins called – and said, Leonard, we have um, the 241st pick in the draft, and we're going to select you. Um, they, they said, aren't you excited? And I literally said, Jeff, no, I'm not. And I know that kind of threw them off. They said, why are you not excited? I said, listen, everybody has called, several teams have called and done the same process. I watch the television, and I don't see my name. I said, until I see my name, that's when I'll get excited. And they said, well, we're just turning your name in right now. Give us just a few seconds, and you'll have your name called. And so they had me on a radio live interview at the time. Um, and so when my name got called across the screen, my parents came in and I had to calm them down because now I had to give this interview here. So um, it was a joyous time, joyous years in the Dolphins. I still stay in touch with a bunch of the Dolphins players that was there when I was there. Uh, all of us now, of course, um, we're couch coaches now. And, you know, we can coach the team now from the couch. Yeah, uh, But it, it was just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful time in my life that I will never, ever, ever forget and just be so grateful and thankful for. And then you had an opportunity with some other teams, too, didn't you? Yes, um, I bounced around. I left Miami. Of course, we know Miami situation. Coach Juan said and the Miami Dolphins staff was so generous and kind. I, uh, my mom died. I got drafted in April. My mom passed away in November, and the Miami Dolphins, they showed up for my love. They showed me so much love and appreciation. They sent flowers, Coach Wanstead and them. They just loved on me. Now, I was a rookie at the time. I was on the practice squad, and they just showed so much love to me, and it really made me fond of the Dolphins. And once, of course, um, I left the Dolphins. I was with the Jets for a few uh, weeks, and I was with Oakland a few times. North Turner, I knew his system kind of bounced around uh, from team to team, but nothing really stuck, Jeff. Um, I never really got a chance to literally make the team. I got cut both times. I look back at it to say God was kind of letting me get um, all of that out of my system, and he was getting ready to do something even greater, and football would just be a platform that I stand on, and maybe football will be kind of a drawing point to a lot of people, and when they get close to me, I can tell them about Jesus. Leonard, you mentioned uh, the guys that you stay in touch with as far as uh, your former teammates at ECU. Do you get up to Greenville? Do you get here and see any Pirate games these days? I used to. I hadn't been in two years. Uh, obviously, you know, last year with COVID, and this year um, there's just so much going on. Of course, we just really want to stay 
Uh, Dennis Ross, uh, Dr. Ross in Greenville is like my uncle. He's like, he's a, you know, he's a dentist. He's like my big uncle. And so therefore I would always call him and say, Dennis, you got some tickets. He would always uh, hook me and the family up. And um, I hadn't been in two years, but I, uh, we just had a son, my little son, Nolan, Wynn, Henry, uh, last November. And I am so eager for him to get in that stadium and to see that purple and gold. I've got him purple and gold footballs. I got him East Carolina stuff. I got his uh, dark horse clothes and everything, but I'm so ready. My daughter has already been before, so she knows what it's like, but I'm so geared up and fired up for Nolan to be able to um, get in that stadium and just sense and see that purple and gold. And maybe it'll hit him in such a way he'll realize there's no other place than Greenwell. There's no other college than East Carolina. Well, maybe there will be another Henry in that purple and gold uniform one of these days. Leonard, tell us about your family now. You mentioned your kids. Uh, tell us about your wife and the rest of your family. Yes, my wife, she is a fifth-grade teacher. Um, she teaches right here in the Clinton City Schools um, system, and she loves it. I think this is her ninth year, so she's enjoying that, obviously making a lot of adjustments and a lot of um, changes as all the teachers are doing. My daughter just started kindergarten, so I am doing sight words at night. I'm reading little stories. Um, I'm helping her write her words, and so I'm being uh, daddy and teacher at the same time because my wife, on the other hand, she has our son, Nolan, Nolan is 10 months. He'll be a year old in November. And so we're just balancing um, two kids now, uh, making sure we get baths and making sure we get homework and making sure we get uh, the food and making sure we get them to bed and making sure we get them up. In fact, I have to get up about 4.30 in the morning and go work out, be back at the house at 6 to make sure I get my daughter up to get her prepared. And then, of course, my son does not want to sleep in, so he just decides to wake up with everybody else. So <laughs> up at like 6.45 in the morning, and I'm like, no, son, go back to sleep. <laughs> uh, but I have, a, I have a beautiful family. My wife and I are getting ready to celebrate 10 years of marriage this upcoming Friday. Um, Jeff, without her, I would not be the man that I am. Um, she's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful um lady of God, she just supports me in all areas um, of my life, whether it be preaching, whether it be football, or whether it be uh, going to the mountains, because I love to go to the mountains. Uh, she just supports me in every rich way, so I have a beautiful, beautiful family. I'm just truly blessed. I went to the First Baptist Church website, Leonard, and I saw your sermon from last week. Great job, by the way. If folks would like to check out the church and the sermons uh, that you put up each and every week, how do they do that? All you have to do is just go to Facebook, type in First Baptist Church of Clinton, 900 College Street. So make sure you say 900 College Street because there's another First Baptist and their address is 408 and we're 900. So that's the distinction between the two. So once you um, type in 900 College Street, First Baptist Church, you just follow our page and every Sunday morning, um, at about 10, 20, 10, 25, you'll get a notification that we're getting ready to start our Facebook live service. And then you can just follow the church through that. Um, and it's, it's been a, it's amazing, Jeff, because before the pandemic, we were not on social media. So we were not even doing that. But because of the social, because of the pandemic, we had to do it. Now, I've never preached on social media. So therefore, um, I had to really kind of like I do with football, I had to tune out a lot of stuff because what happened was I was doing these sermons with nobody in the building. 
because we were not having church. People were not in the building. So for eight to nine months, nobody would be in the building but me and the camera. And the camera is a little red dot. That's yes. what the camera is. So, and so I had to learn how to preach with nobody in the building. In other words, you're not getting no, no claps. You're not getting no amens. You're not getting good jobs. You have to train yourself. And all these things, uh, well, that mindset came from football, how you walk into a stadium, everybody's booing you. You have to tune them out and lock into your game plan and stay within the game plan. And don't let the boos and the, the applause um, – push you just let what you know that you're capable of doing push you so um there's been a lot of adjustments with that but it's been cool leonard i haven't seen you in person for a while but again watching your sermon this past sunday it looked like a very thin leonard henry and you talk about getting up at 4 30 and working out looks like you're still staying in really great shape here it is jeff i'm a third down back now (laughs) yeah you look like (laughs) i don't want to bang no more i don't want to start the game out let the young guys start the game. My coach just put me in on third down. That's <laughs> just give me third down. That's what I've learned now to train your body to be a third down back. So you can just <laughs> and maybe run some routes uh, and get a few. I don't want all that banging. I don't need all that banging anymore. Uh, I'm just trying to get the first down. Now, if I, if I can break away, I can. But nevertheless, I'm, I'm going to just try to get the first down and get out of bounds and just Take my seat and wait for Coach to call me again. <laughs> exactly. Hey, Leonard, this has been a real treat. You know, you should be in the ECU Hall of Fame. In fact, your induction is way overdue. You had the great career on the field at ECU. You played in the National Football League. You've been a great ambassador for the university. And now a man of God leading your church as the pastor at First Baptist Church in Clinton. Leonard, we're so proud of you. Thanks so much uh, for your time, and hopefully we'll see you in Greenville real soon. Hey, Jeff, man, anything I can do, man, for you, you have my number. Give me a call. Power Nation, I love you with all of my heart, mind, and soul. Pray that everybody stays safe. We have a successful um, season. Pray that nothing absolutely happens to the team. Pray that no injuries come upon us and definitely no viruses um, would come amongst this team. But, Lord, no, this has been a beautiful, beautiful um, conversation. I have totally enjoyed it. And if there's anything I can do, reach out to me. I love y'all. That's Pirate Great, Leonard Henry. And that's another great episode of the Pirate Radio Podcast with the voice Jeff Charles and his special guest, Leonard Henry. Special thanks to our sponsor, White Claw Hard Seltzer. Look for White Claw at your favorite retailer next time you're out shopping. White Claw Hard Seltzer is available in five fruit flavors, two grams of carbs, gluten-free, and only 100 calories. Nothing tastes quite like it. We'll be back very soon with another edition of the Pirate Radio Podcast. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to our podcast in your Apple Store store or Spotify. Visit our website at pr927fm.com and follow us on social media to keep up with the latest news and information. Until next time, have a great day, everyone. You have been listening to the Pirate Radio Podcast, brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Nothing tastes quite like it. Visit whiteclaw.com today. White Claw Hard Seltzer, proudly distributed by Coastal Beverage. Please drink responsibly. The Pirate Radio Podcast is an exclusive presentation by Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation.